0: Everybody and welcome to the 48th episode of the Meeple Dungeon Podcast. As always, I am Rob.
1: And I'm Anna Marie. And this episode is sponsored by Meeples and Milkshakes. Visit them in-store at 130 Westminster Avenue West, Penticton, BC, or online at meeples.ca.
0: Yes, um, we are recording our 48th episode and this episode is a cool one because this is the first time that we've picked a like a, a specific kind of theme for the episode, yes. I think. Yes. Where we've done similar episodes like this before, where we've re- uh, reviewed three games, but this time we've reviewed three games with the same theme. Yes. Um, so that'll be cool. So we're gonna get to those reviews after we do a new to the collection because we have a couple cool games to talk about here uh, in our new to the collection. These arrived what yesterday?
1: Yeah. Before. Yep. Yeah. And one of those two. Do you want to tell them <laughs> what, what the first one is here? Absolutely. So this first game i can barely hold it up so heavy it is weather machine by vitalis and artwork by ian o'toole yep and i don't know if published I've... by
0: uh, eagle griffin games oh
1: yeah i guess i should say that yep <laughs> um but um this is the first like like uh, vitalis game that like we full full on game that we yep. own and i don't know if i've played um, I don't know if you have. I don't think I've played a full. I don't, think you've played nope. I don't
0: think you've played. Is he the one that does Kanban? Yeah, you haven't played Kanban. I haven't played you that. Haven't I've played heard you talk about, about
1: it. <laughs> else. Uh, no, I don't think you've He's have. got lots, and I haven't. I don't think I've played any of them because a lot of those ones you've played with like Scott and Kurt and, yeah. and those other guys, and I've just hadn't been around to play them. So yeah, I'm excited. This one um, we uh, got on a Kickstarter, and it just looked amazing. It does look
0: awesome. It looks so good.
1: So I'm very excited for this.
0: Do category. you want to tell them what Weather Machine's about?
1: If I can flip the box over, Jesus. <laughs>
0: Oh my god, just looking at that on the back, it's holy moly, is there a
1: lot going on there. It's colourful and pretty and...
0: Yeah, it looks great.
1: All right, in Weather Machine, you take on the role of one of the scientists working with Professor Latif. You must manage your own laboratory, acquiring vouchers to spend in other locations, building bots, acquiring chemicals and increasing the size of your workshop where you will store resources and build prototypes. Once you have conducted enough research into a particular type of weather, you want to publish a paper on the subject and then build a prototype to help fix some of the extreme weather caused by experiments made by Latif's flawed weather machine. The research into those flaws will lead to breakthroughs that will help humanity to fix extreme weather forever, getting you awards and possibly a Nobel Prize. So he's made this weather machine that's just wrecked everything. So... Right. And it, it, it's like weather patterns are just changing and they're not, they're completely unpredictable and you can't like, yeah, it's just made things bizarre. And so you have to do all this work to try to fix his machine before I think just everything implodes <laughs> is totally. what I, what I remember, um, from this and what, from what I remember when we were, um, looking it up on the Kickstarter.
0: It looks great. It looks, it's one of the. I think it's his best themed game with the exception of one. Um, And because, so, with Lisboa, or Lisboa, with uh, Lacerda, the games are just, everyone knows these are like, he makes heavy, 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 heavy heavy, heavy games. Um, Very, very difficult, like, to master. Like, there's so many moving parts in these games. And I just found his list of games. Um, Like, you haven't played uh, Venus, right? Nope. No, Venus, that was from 2010. You never played Kanban. You nope. didn't play The Gallerist. Nope. Uh, you didn't play Lisboa. Nope. Um You didn't play, well, the next one we're going to talk about. But um, <laughs> so this, this uh, yeah, it, it, this game to me is the second, uh, it comes second place for me in two different categories for um, for Lacerda Games.
1: Weather machine or the one you're going Weather to talk Weather machine.
0: Okay. Because I I feel like it's the second best theme, and the Excuse second me. best looking of okay. all of his it games. It
1: does look very cool.
0: Yeah, Ian O'Toole just yeah. makes it look fantastic. Um, I've played, um, I've played Lisboa and I really actually liked it. I liked Lisboa a lot more than I thought I would. Yeah. Because it just. Had a very dry theme. It looked bland, but mm-hmm. it actually was one of the games that his of his that made me or made sense to me. Yeah, so I could actually play it and like be competitive. Whereas uh, Kanban, <laughs> I despised that game because I literally didn't. I could not grasp it. Yeah. I was always like three steps behind where I needed to be, and I could not understand figure out how to get there. How yeah. everyone else was figuring out. What to do, and they were getting points, and I was getting nothing. Yeah, like I would just get nothing every turn. Just I was never, I was just spinning my tires <laughs> the entire game.
1: And isn't that a car game? So you were like literally spinning your tires, yeah, yeah, <laughs> not it's moving a car anywhere. Manufacturing
0: game, and they have a new version of it that I guess has uh, been tweaked a little bit, so I, I would, wouldn't mind playing that new version. But that that first edition, I just yeah, I'm never playing that again. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we also got what I'm leading into here. Is another when we ordered uh, when we kickstarted Weather Machine, uh, you got to look at uh, Eagle Griffin Games' uh, list of uh, catalog of games, and you could also order things that you didn't have through that Kickstarter. So we also ordered On Mars. Yeah, which you yeah, played. So I've played On Mars. You liked it. And I really did like it. And it is to me uh, his best theme. And the best looking of Doesn't all. It Doesn't
1: help that you like space. Yeah, but it's <laughs> but just, it does it's look gorgeous. nice too. Yes. Again, it's
0: it is you know tool artwork, um, and it's from Eagle Griffin Games, of course. And it's just yeah, it's a really cool game. It's got some awesome mechanics about being in your ship and then having to go down to the planet and like you're constantly having to move between your ship and the planet and doing various things in in various areas. And I just again again it's one of his that the theme made sense to me, which helped me understand what I needed to do. Yeah. Whereas other games of his, it just I, things don't click. But this one clicked for me a lot, and I really liked it. And uh, I wished we'd gotten it. The um, you know, original, like Kickstarter, original, yeah. Because yeah, uh, but a few people around here have it, so it's uh it's been available for us to play, but. I think you're going to like this one. Me I think too. you're going to like both of these. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm excited to play Weather Machine. Uh, I think that's going to be our next review. Potentially. Maybe? Might Potentially. be the next. Might be uh, episode 49's review, possibly. But yeah, these two, uh, I'm looking forward to both of them. And we got the upgrade kit for On Mars. So it, it fixes a few different things, I guess. I'm not really sure exactly what it does. Mm-hmm. And we also got the metal upgrade kit um, for weather machine, of yeah, gears and things. And gears, like, yeah, uh, everything looks. Yeah, it's going to be pretty cool. Some uh, metal. A little components. bit of a sucker for metal, I am. Yeah. But. <laughs> so yeah, those are the two newest ones to our collection. I think they yeah came yesterday or the day before. Yeah. And uh, we're going to be playing weather machine this week. Yes. And uh, hopefully that we get that uh, if we can get a few plays of it in in the next week, that'll be our probably be our review game for the next episode. But That is enough about new to the collection because we have to get on to our rapid fire reviews. So we're going to head on over to that segment now. Alrighty then here we are at our rapid, rapid fire, fire review segment of the episode, and this is the first time that we've chosen to do because we always do three games for these, yes. Um, and this is the first time that we've chosen to do three games of the same theme. Mm-hmm. And these three games came to us from the OP or USAopoly, and this, uh, so we want to say thank you for sending us the copies of these games. What theme are we talking about, Marie? Harry Potter. Yes, Harry Potter. <laughs> so these are three Harry Potter games, um, and we played them all in the last week, several times, and so they're all fresh on our minds, and we're gonna try to make sure that we don't mess up um, <laughs> when we're talking about the three different games <laughs> Mix because them they. Up. they uh, we yeah you know it they're can three be little... very different games, yes. but
1: they all have the same theme. Same theme,
0: so. so hopefully we don't stumble. But yeah, three extremely different games, which really really helps.
1: So the first game <clears throat> that we're going to talk about, pardon me, is which Harry Potter Death Eaters Rising, designed by Patrick Marino and Andrew Wolf and obviously published by the Op.
0: Yes, so Death Eaters Rising. This is a game in the rising series from the op and we have a few of them we have thanos rising which is a marvel themed rising Mm -hmm. game we have the batman who laughs rising which is a strange batman uh offshoot (laughs) theme Uh, for people that don't know that it's like an alternate sort of universe batman thing where he's mixed with the joker which is pretty wild and then, um, yeah, Death Eaters Rising here. So these games are pretty cool. They're all very similar, um, but they do act slightly different from each other. And um, this one, it, yeah, again, acted slightly different than the last one we played, which was the Batman Who Laughs Rising. Yes. And so how does this one work? The, the way this game works is you have uh, a central board, which is a circle, and it has yes. three locations. And it. it has Hogsmeade, the Ministry, Ministry of Magic and something else yeah another uh place in the the world of harry potter and you have this uh diagon alley diagon alley and then you also have voldemort figure um big big one he stands five inches tall or so and it's fully painted
1: and really cool and that
0: figure just sits in the middle of the
1: board and easiest figure ever to paint Yeah, a black cloak and like a white white face and hands so super pale pale little blue dots for the (laughs) eyes
0: still looks cool looks very cool and uh, he's significant because where he's pointing is kind of where bad things are going to happen and you're going to lay out some cards you're going to lay out uh, you're going to create decks of cards depending on the player counts and and such um, made up of a whole bunch of different characters from in the game and you're going to lay these out there's going to be uh, good characters and bad characters.
1: So you're gonna have Death Eaters. Yes. And then plus the good all your people. different allies. Yeah.
0: I suppose. Um, and you're gonna make a deck, and then you're gonna lay these cards out. You can put three different people characters in all three in each, different locations. In each
1: location, yeah. Then you're also gonna grab your own player board, and the player board is going to have. Uh, it's got like your headquarters card. So yeah. like if you're from the Ministry of Magic or like wherever, like you're gonna have. Well, the three were Hogwarts. Order of the Phoenix, Order of the
0: Phoenix, and the Dumbledore's, Dumbledore's Army. Army yeah. yeah, so you pick one of those three, and then that's going to dictate to you who your starting character could be. Maybe one of two different characters. Right, because when I played Hogwarts, I was either Dumbledore or Minerva, right? I think so. And then there was Dumbledore's Army, where you could be. Uh, Tonks? No, Dumbledore's Army. Oh, sorry, Dumbledore's Perry Army. And yeah. Hermione. And then there was the uh, Order of the Phoenix. L- Order of the Phoenix. Uh, tonks was one of them, I and think. Tonks? Yeah. Serious yeah, or Tonks, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so you pick your starting board and your starting character. And then you kind of go from there. And that that character or that, uh, yeah, the character and board are going to kind of dictate to you the dice that you're going to have yeah. in this game to use. Because this game, at its essence, is like a dice chucking game. Yes.
1: And, and it's going to have, yeah, the, the, you typically you start with four dice, different colors, and yeah. then it'll have two different abilities on that card as well. Mm-hmm. So like if you roll a die, um, the dice, if one of those faces comes up, you can use that mm-hmm. to, you know, trigger something.
0: Yeah. And so the, the way the rounds work is you're going to select a location. You're going to want to go to one of the three locations. You're going to use a little, uh, counter, uh, to go on to, uh, one of those three locations and to try to interact with the characters at that inter- at that location, you're either going to try to gain allies to kind of create. You're kind of deck building, but more just like tableau build, yeah, tableau building, I guess, because yeah. you're kind of laying the cards out in front yeah. of you. Um, so you're trying to collect allies to join your team, or you're trying to defeat Death Eaters. To damage
1: different... Death Eaters and send them to Azkaban.
0: Yes. <laughs> um, so you're going to select a, a location, then you're going to roll the Voldemort die, and it's a green eight-sided die and it's going to dictate uh where Voldemort Which is way going he to moves. point. Yeah, he's, he's going to rotate left or rotate
1: right or stay where he is.
0: Or stay where he is. And then depending on where he's pointing at the beginning of your turn, uh certain things are going to happen. He's going to activate first off he's well first off he's just going to damage anybody that's at those locations. So you're going to put a little red cube on those cards and then your card if you're at that location. And then he's also going to activate um death eaters that may be there and they have certain different powers. Yeah,
1: They all have like a basic power and some of them will have like a, a power with the, um, with a dark mark on it. Yeah. So then if, if you, if Voldemort doesn't move in on the, on when you roll his die, if you end up with the the dark mark, he stays where he is. And then the, um, the death eaters regular abilities trigger. And then and if they the have dark the dark mark, mark for yeah. like, eh, for all the villains, for all the death eaters yeah. around the, the
0: table so once you've act so once you found out where Voldemort's going to point and do all the things that he's going to do Mm -hmm. then you get to roll your die so you grab or your dice I should say (laughs) you grab all the ones that you should have that are dictated by your card or all the different allies that you may have say might say roll an extra yellow die for this character yeah because you're
1: going to gain stuff as you gain allies they're going to give you benefits for, you know, some of them will give you extra dice or extra dice. Some of them will let you do other things and you're going to roll them and you're going to see what you got.
0: And the different cards are going to have different um, needs on them. So so for instance, say, uh, I don't know, uh, Ron was at one of the locations I was at and he needed to have a, what were they? There was a, uh,
1: there's a broomstick. Are you talking about? No, there's wands, hats, I said broomstick, I meant wand in my head. <laughs> either way, there's yeah, different icons. Yes, so you've icons. got the phoenix, you've got the wands, you've yes. got a sword, and you've got the sorting hat.
0: Yes. So, and every card's going to have a different requirement yeah. um, for it, wh- either you want to capture or like... Uh, gain the ally. Gain the ally, or to defeat uh, a Death Eater. So you're going to assign your die to these different uh, cards, depending on what you rolled. So... In every turn or every roll I should say, you have to assign at least one die or discard a die. Yes. So you're gonna take you're gonna take a look at your die and you're gonna see what makes sense with those. It's like, well, if I put these two onto Ron and then I roll the rest of the die that I didn't assign and hope to get the, the next the one thing I don't have for him. Yeah. And then hopefully you've rolled it on your next turn. If you haven't, then you can assign it somewhere else and maybe do a little action somewhere else, or you might have to discard it and try roll again to try to get that yeah. thing that you need to either yeah acquire that ally or or damage a death
1: eater. And that's where allies in your and your headquarters card come in handy because when you when it doesn't when your die rolls dice rolls don't work towards what you're trying, then you can look okay, what does my character card say I can do like if I roll this maybe I can trigger something or if some of the yeah. allies I have maybe they have something else. So hopefully as you get going in the game you're not going to have many dice that go to waste you'll usually, yeah, usually be able to try yeah. to use them as much as you, you try can. try not to burn a
0: die. F- mm-hmm. that you're always trying to find somewhere to put it that's going to benefit you yeah. in some way and that's what you do you assign your die and hopefully you've acquired a new ally and it just joins your tableau right on your on your team or you've damaged a death eater or maybe knocked out a death eater and sent him to azkaban and every time a card leaves a location it's replaced with another one from the deck yep and then you, at the end of your turn, that's basically it. That's it. Um, then you switch over to the next player and you kind of they do the same thing They change their location and then they, they change, roll the Voldemort
1: exactly. die and then...
0: Yeah, pick a location, roll the Voldemort die, pick out where Voldemort's going to point, uh, activate bad things at those locations, hurt people and whatnot, yeah. and then you try to roll your die and gain more allies and defeat more death eaters and yeah. then eventually you're going to do this and you're going to gain a whole bunch of allies and they're going to be do- doing a whole bunch of things for you and you're going to have defeated a bunch of death eaters but they're also going to have killed a bunch of your characters yeah. along the way and these are the things that there's there's many ways you can lose this game and only one way to win so for a two-player game i think if you lost eight eight yeah wizards if eight wizards were well i guess they're not killed they
1: get sent to the i want to say madame Pomfrey's, but it wasn't they're sent they got somewhere to, they got sent to, to, to the hospital yeah, yeah. um but
0: if you lose eight wizards, you lose the game. Um, if certain locations get uh, curses on them, because the, the locations we didn't mention um, get cursed along the way. Um, they get these little black crystals put on them. Yeah. Every time Voldemort's at one of them, they kind of build up these black crystals. And if too many black crystals are on that location, um, it gets taken off the board. To the
1: corruption counters. Yeah, corruption. Yeah. And
0: then if if any four cards get corrupted you lose the game or if all cards at one location get corrupted you lose the game
1: yeah
0: or if on your side on your team you lose all say of you your... only had one wizard right so maybe i just have harry and yeah. he's killed we lose the game so yeah. if i don't have any wizards on my side we lose the game yeah. so you can lose the game so many ways the, the wizards
1: old... sorry the the wizards go to hogwarts infirmary to the infirmary so it is madame yes. Pomfrey's, but it's the infirmary
0: yeah. And then the only way to win is to reveal Voldemort. So work your way through the deck. Because once you've laid out the, the setup of the game, you take the Voldemort card and you put it roughly in the middle of the deck. Yeah. And you don't know where he is and when he's yeah. going to come up. When he does come up, you have to have um, defeated enough Death Eaters yeah. uh, to, to be able to damage him. Because you can't damage him more, more than, than the Death, Death Eaters, Eaters you've, you've sent to Azkaban. Yeah. Yeah. So if he has, say, five health, you have to have defeated five Death Eaters prior to trying to
1: defeat him. Yeah, like if if Voldemort comes up and you've only sent two two Death Eaters to Azkaban, you can only damage him for two. Yeah, twice. And And then you have to wait. And
0: then he's going to sit there and he's going to do bad things to you. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to plan this out. Really well. You have to balance it by yeah. Taking that's a hard hard thing to do. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So now that we're there, this yeah, this game. That's kind of how this game works. It's really simple. You just do that stuff over and over and over and over again until yeah. you either win or lose. Um, so let's let's run through this here. Um, theme. Does it work well? Yes.
1: Obviously, it does. The theme
0: works really well. You do feel like you're up against the clock and voldemort and
1: well i just think with these rising games like you're yes, you're they, finding a villain and it has to be a believable villain that works yeah, it has with to be this a threat right it has to be right? like a and major threat voldemort's a pretty bad threat you know yeah. like it's so it's a very believable in that sense i yeah. thought it was fantastic that way it was just
0: oh yeah they picked the right theme for this like yeah. voldemort yeah you feel like He's a major threat and this is like...
1: And you know all the characters. Like you if you're playing this, chances are in some capacity you've read all the books or watched yeah. all the movies or some of them and you know the characters. So when they you come do. up, you know um, they make sense too, right? The, the little things that they do or the mm-hmm. you know, their little quirks. Like, oh, they made sense. It was which good.
0: Is, which is yeah. uh, like a step up from the Batman Who Laughs rising because I knew a lot of them because I'd read... Um, some of the the yeah. stuff to do with that but there was even characters in there I was like oh I don't know, I'm not, not yeah. really sure who that is. But in this it's like if you if you know every part of fan you know all these characters. Yeah. And yeah it's it's great that way. So theme excellent. Um components really good. Yeah. Um, the dice the dice are really the, nice. The mini is really really nice. Yeah. Uh and then the dice which is the major component are great. The cards are good. Just it's you're... got photographic Artwork, yeah. Um So it's like the pictures stills of from the actors that, yeah. and stuff, but
1: but like the dice, like they're really nice. They're white, yeah. and then they've got the different colors. So you've got like purple, red, blue, and yellow dye. and yeah, they've great. got the same kind of white symbols with the with the color behind it. So you can, they're just they're nice. I don't know, they're good quality. I like I like them. Dice are good. Yeah, the mini is really good. Yeah. So yeah, components are nice. Great. Cards. Artwork,
0: artwork is fine. It's it's um, movie artwork. So it's. It is yeah. what it is, right? It's, uh, it's shots of the actors in their costumes. So, I mean, it's fine.
1: I um, think, I think it would have been nice having like, some sort of draw, like start artwork. stylized. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. But, but it is what it, it is. What I is. understand they want, they like to brand with the pictures yeah, and I the, get it. And so, the yeah. Daniel Radcliffe and, yeah, right. and things like that. So our work is fine. Mind you, the, uh, I should say the box oh, work is really nice. See, and that's um, cause it's not a picture. Yeah, and it's got... <laughs> it's gorgeous. Yeah,
0: the front of the box looks so great where it's got... Um, it's the sorting hat. The sorting hat, but it's also Harry's face on one side silhouette and Voldemort's
1: yeah. uh, face silhouette on the other side of the hat and it makes the hat and then in at the, the hat... Bottom, all bronze. like all the wrinkles at the bottom are actually like hands holding, like black silhouette hands holding yeah. their wands with the light tips like they do for Dumbledore when he... Well, for Dumbledore. And... Um, And then it's just, it's very nice. Yeah,
0: it's fantastic. Um, So artwork on the box, great. Inside the game, eh, it it is what it is. Mind you, the um, locations, I think, were like, yeah, either way. Artwork is fine. But particularly the box is really cool. Yes. Um, And that leads to the rule book. We learned this game through the rule book. It was fine. Um,
1: Yep. Straightforward. It was good. It was nice because it was similar to... Yeah, enough, that's the thing. But... We
0: had played a couple other rising games, so we kinda understood. But even we still
1: it, it wasn't hard to learn. No.
0: Rulebook is good. So yeah, that's uh that's where we're at for Harry Potter Death Eaters Rising. I think we recommend this game. Like if you like the rising game. I think this is the best rising game.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Um of the three that I've, we have.
1: I did really like the Batman Who Laughs, um as well. Too. But I think that this one just has the theme. I yeah. think it reaches more people. It's more broad and mm-hmm. um, all-encompassing, kind
0: of. Yeah, and I loved the Batman Who Laughs theme. I thought, like, wow, who? I never thought someone would put that out yeah. there. Um, but at the same rate, I still there were still characters where I was like, oh, I, don't I don't know who that is. Yeah. So, this one, yeah, the theme just works really, really well. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think it's fair to say that we uh, definitely recommend this game. So
1: be okay losing.
0: Yes, it is hard. We should say that uh, <laughs> this game is very hard. We got trounced in this game oh yeah in our second game like we got pounded into the ground yeah Our first game
1: we uh we won skin of our teeth
0: we we, we won. yeah we won but we, it was close but in the second one we got absolutely pounded and so. it's
1: pretty much one of those like 50 50 like you're gonna win some you're gonna lose some yeah because we did we flip-flopped back and forth and sometimes you get close to the end and you lose and it's like ah yeah but so it's the way the way it goes and it's and that's the same as all the rising games yeah
0: uh they're very very difficult games but they're fun they're cooperative they're fun yeah so yeah i think that's enough about harry potter death eaters rising we're gonna move on to our next game Alrighty then, here we are at our second game of the evening here. And what game are we talking about next?
1: We are talking about Harry Potter House Cup Competition. This one is designed by uh, Nate Heiss and Cami Mandel. Art by Delaney Mamer and again published by The Op.
0: Yep, The Op. (laughs) So yeah, this one's Harry Potter House Cup Competition. Uh, this one is a, uh, worker placement game. So our first one was kind of a tableau building dice chucker co-op co-op. This one is a head to head, uh, worker placement, uh, game. And this one, yeah, the, the theme of this one is that you are taking on, uh, um,
1: each other, just like the different houses. No,
0: but like you're, you're taking on the role of, uh, a house. Yes, and you r- each like, pick a house, and the students within a house. So th- in Harry Potter, there are four houses in the School of Hogwarts. There is Ravenclaw, Gryffindor, uh, Slytherin, and Hufflepuff. Yes, and these are the four different houses, kind of like um, fraternity.
1: Yeah, they style. all they all kind of live in the same dormitory. Yeah, so they're they're
0: they're split up into these ones, and then they compete through the year for yeah. various different things. In this game so you are going to pick one and uh, I was Hufflepuff and you were Gryffindor. Gryffindor and you yeah you take your your player board and you set up the main board and the main board is kind of where all the action uh, takes place where there is uh, a whole bunch of different um worker placement spots so in in the on the main board There is the professor's office, the library, the classrooms, and then there are several spots for lessons and competitions. And those lessons and competitions are split up into two sections each. So there's like easy lessons, hard lessons, and then easy competitions and hard competitions. Mm -hmm. And those are represented by decks of cards, whereas the other spots are worker placement spots, the library, the professor's office and the classrooms.
1: And they also have some um randomly generated, I believe, um yes. locations that like on the first round you have one. And then in, the, in yep. round two you add a second one, round four, round six. Yes. So. This is
0: there's seven rounds to the game, yeah. And there's yeah, there's gonna be four additional spots. And those are represented by different cards and you shuffle them up and you you lay them out on the board. And like she said, uh, you have one to start with. a, a starting like a special location. location. Yeah. Where? What was it? Uh, the the borough, I think, was the one yep. we had. Um, and then in the second round, another location. In the fourth round, another location. And the sixth round, a third or a fourth location. And so, the, how does this game work? It's kind of <laughs> neat. You have uh, on your player board, you have three students. Yep. Of of your house, I had Cedric and
1: Hannah Abbott, and
0: um, Hannah and, uh, doesn't matter, another
1: student. I'll think of it.
0: And uh, you assign these students as workers to different areas. And each one of those students also has three traits that they can, or um, uh, powers. No, what do you want to call it? Skills. Three skills that they can learn in school. And upgrade. Yeah, there's potions. Potions. Charms. Charms. And and defense defense defense. against the dark arts. And those are represented by three tracks beside their picture on your player board. And as you go through the game, you are going to be upgrading those, uh, those, uh, what do they call them? Traits? Traits? No, that sounds wrong. Either way, you're going to be upgrading those skills. Yeah. uh, That's better. As you move through the game by going to these various places.
1: Zachariah Smith. Zachariah. Zacharias.
0: Zacharias. That was the other character. Right. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Hannah, Zacharias, and Cedric. That's yeah. right. Um, and, uh, yeah, that was Hufflepuff.
1: You want to guess who I had in Gryffindor?
0: <laughs> yeah, right? No kidding. Yeah, I wonder who you had there. And so what you're going to do, is, so if you're the first player, you're going to take one of your students, and it's just represented by a little token with their face on it, and you're going to place them out onto one of those uh, spots we were talking about earlier. And those are going to give you various things. that so You... you you can get hats, um, hat like the Sorting Hat. Yeah, they're tokens that are hats, and those are going to do things for you. You're going to get books; those are going to do things for you, and then you can also upgrade uh, your what are the skills? It <laughs> skills. <laughs> is, it's a tough and, one tonight, eh? Hey? <laughs> and then um, also uh, grab lessons that you can try to um, accomplish, and then competitions later on. So, you kind of go back and forth, going to the different locations and grabbing things and upgrading yourself and uh, acquiring different tokens and things. And that's the for the first half. You're going to place out so all three of your um, students into three different locations. and I'm going to have all three of mine out. You're going to have all three of yours out. That ends the first phase yes. of the first turn. And the second phase is the competition phase yes. where you're going to have these cards that will allow you to get points yes. so um those cards you're going to have collected going by going through all these different uh, uh, worker placement spots and if you can satisfy those cards you'll just get the points so some might call for um uh,
1: like def- they definitely three, levels yeah it's levels like a level three skill. charm yeah.
0: level five defense against the dark arts and a level two potions yeah so if you had a one student that had all those requirements you could put their token on there and and complete it. Satisfy complete the challenge it, with one
1: person, yeah. Yeah,
0: that you would get the reward at the bottom, which is usually just victory points. There's points and might give you a couple other things, but yeah. And those points
1: are represented by crystals. And those crystals are probably my favorite favorite part of this game yeah they're very cool um and that's a component and so they have there's this holder that you create that you make out of the cardboard and you've put it's like hourglasses so you're putting in but they look like test tubes you've got like test tubes with a cork in the top yeah yeah. so like as as if you're vials like you're gonna mix potions but um you've got four of them one for each house and every time you get at 10 points you take one of your colored gems so obviously yellow hufflepuff red gryffindor And you start to fill up your, um, your hourglass or your vial. And, uh, it's just, it looks so sharp.
0: It does. It looks very pretty. You're just putting these like, yeah, brightly colored
1: crystals into this vial
0: and putting the cork on it and you have them side by side in the little carrier thing.
1: You never really know how many points you have. You can just kind of see like how you're moving up compared to the other houses.
0: Yeah, it's, it's super
1: neat. It's, it's neat, a neat yeah.
0: component. It's really, really good looking. Yes. And yeah, you go through the game kind of uh, doing what we just said for seven different rounds. Um, completing uh, the courses. No, lessons.
1: The lessons, uh, which yeah. Which
0: give you items usually. Uh, or, they, or
1: they're going to give you things where like, okay, you're going to do this, but you need um, less of your skill So it'll give you kind yeah. of, you don't need to be as highly advanced or gives you yeah. little bonuses and things like that.
0: And they give you the the hats and they give you books and they yeah. give you all things. And the hats can be used. So if you were lacking in one skill when you're trying to complete the competitions, you can spend the hats to upgrade kind of or like to a wild. increase your skill standing in that one spot temporarily just for that particular competition and then you discard the hat and away you go and the books are generally a currency yes so some worker spots uh cost you to go there and you have to say need three books to be able to place your person here yeah and upgrade their stats or whatever it might be and yeah you just do this seven times doing the lessons going out getting things upgrading your characters Going Doing into the challenges,
1: And obviously the challenges, like the harder the challenge, the more points you're going to get for them because yes. they require the more skill. Exactly. So they vary. Like Some
0: are like worth... And there's easy ones and hard ones. Yes. Right? So you can always pick which ones you're trying to, to, to grab. And so you can you...
1: only do like up to two per turn. So you could mm-hmm. do potentially two easy challenges in a turn, maybe one at the beginning of the game. Yep. And at each round, as you start to get better, you get more skilled, um, you can potentially do like up to two around so you could do like an easy and a hard and easy and a hard and then maybe yeah. at the end you could um if you have like some people that are really powered up you could get like two hard cha- or no you, only no, you can only ever do one hard do one easy yes. and one hard you no, can only you, ever do two you could do two easies yes. but you could only ever do one hard so you could yeah. do an easy and a hard but never um yeah two hard challenges at once
0: and then at the end of the game it's uh you count up all the, well, first off, you do a couple end of game scoring things Yeah. Where you can match up book, any extra books and hats you have. You get 10 points a piece. If you've kind of maxed out some of your tracks, you get extra points. You yeah. pick all those crystals, you put them into your vial and then you pour your vial out and you count up your crystals and whoever has the most crystals wins. Yes. And then you win the house cup.
1: Each crystal is worth 10 points.
0: Yes. So <laughs> I think you won the last game 400 to 350. Something like that. So yeah. 40 to 35. Yeah. Basically what it was. And yeah, it was cool. Yeah. so that's the game in a nutshell. Yes. Um. So let's revisit the theme. Does the theme land well? Yeah. Uh, it's okay. I think it works well. It's.
1: I. It's all right. Well, for me. I. Well, yes, but i I'll. I'll. I'll explain mine. My thoughts on that later. Okay. <laughs> so theme. I thought
0: just. It, I mean, the theme works because you got the four houses and you're upgrading your skills and things. Um. Uh, but it doesn't come like bashing through the game for me much or well, like compared to uh, for sure compared agreed to death Theatres Theatres rising, is rising the theme really comes through i think this is not on yes. that level at all um so theme sure it's okay and then um artwork uh artwork's fine artwork's okay i it's again
1: not, it's not crazy it's the just the you got the faces and there's not really a lot of artwork on there's not game. a ton of artwork to no. be honest
0: it's a little a little bland ish for something like magical like Harry Potter I wish it would be a little more colorful it's a, it's a little gray a little browny redy you know yeah there are, it's fine it's not super and it's not horrible
1: yeah
0: yeah <laughs> um and then components so components there's a couple so there's
1: some really great components yes. and there's some bad components so the the player boards where you're upgrading your skills Mm -hmm. really cool idea you've got you know excuse me for me i've got harry hermione and ron each of them have three different um levels right and you've got a little cool little plastic component you stick in um kind of in like like a slot a slot that you move across Mm -hmm. so it's almost a good component but then it's not because
0: it's not attached to the board yes and it's you could bump it and then your things will jostle so around. So
1: even if it would have had like, um, if you could have slid it in so that Something. you can take them out so you can still store it nicely. But if mm-hmm. you could have slotted it in and then had divots where you'd like go in and they would stick yeah. and then you go up and stick.
0: Something just so they weren't so loosey-goosey. Yeah. Because um, one wrong move and you can tap your and board. And they're like, oh, what they, level was I at? You don't know what yeah. level anything is. And there was one other thing, sort of artwork, sort of components. Uh, was It's the iconography. Um, yes between the the potions icon and the defense and against the, defense the dark arts icon look very similar if you're looking at the cards and you're, you're thinking that you just need oh i need five of this and two yeah. of that but it
1: could be the not. reason they look so similar is you've got like a round black cauldron and then the charms are like stars almost right like little they're cool so they're very different and then you've got the defense against the dark arts which which is is like almost a round black shield yeah and so two big round black objects
0: that that look very similar Very basically what looks like they're kind of inverted
1: so when you're trying to be like okay you're trying to plan out your turns and you're like okay i need to have this many to do like a challenge i need to have this many um potions and this uh, many defense against the dark arts mm-hmm. And so I need to use Harry for this And I need to use Hermione for this And then by the time you get there You've like, used one oh, of them no. And are like Oh I did the wrong one Because I needed that one But yeah. they look so similar I agree yeah, with it you it can be a little confusing On that
0: but then the, then you've the got great the power got the components is like, holy moly. It's so great. It's great. Yeah. The little
1: stand you build with the four vials and the corks and all the gems. It almost looks out of place in the game in the sense that yeah, it's like it, it stands out, which it should, because that's like the point of should, the game. It should, but I
0: wish that the board looked like that. Yes. With the color and Had a and little everything. more pizzazz. So, but yeah, so some of the components are amazingly good. And then others are just like, meh, whatever.
1: But that one, yeah, that definitely does stand out. That hourglass display is awesome. So,
0: and the rule book. I learned this game through the rule book. It was great. Um, No problem. Good rule book. And uh, so that leads us to, do we recommend this game? I I do. Um,
1: This is where I'm going to jump in. Because this is where, when I was saying like the theme lends to it, I think that this, I think that it's simple enough they say on here age 11 plus and I think it nah. could be younger than that. Our young boys could play this. And that's where I'm saying like I think that um, the iconography aside from those two mm-hmm. is simple and they're different. You've got a hat and you've got a book yep. and you've got a, a cup. Yeah, you know, everything else You know, like fine. everything yeah. else it's simple. It's easy to see, you know, like who's going where, mm-hmm. what you're doing um, and it's kind of repetitive. So it's, yeah, it, it's, it's it's good for I think younger kids so where... They can still play a nice fun Harry Potter game and not mm-hmm. get overwhelmed. Um but but yes, so I do think that yeah. the theme lends well for that, but I agree with with what you had said where it's not steeped in theme. It no. could be anything on there. Yeah. It's but do we
0: recommend it? I I, I recommend do. this. So if you're a huge Harry Potter fan, sure. This is yep. you you should have some fun playing I this. I had fun playing this. Yeah. I, I enjoyed the game. Um and then it's a light family. Yeah. Style competitive game, um so if that's what you're interested in, go for it. But it's not much more than that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was fun. It was fun for what it was. I just the theme would have been better to pop through it some more. I don't know how, but yeah, in a better way. The artwork could definitely use an upgrade. Um, fix those little sliders would be great. But uh, yeah, huge points for those vials and crystals. Yeah, absolutely. Really, really nice component. So that's, um, yeah, I think that's about it for Harry Potter House Cup competition. We have one more game to talk about and we're gonna talk about it right after this.
1: Meeples and Milkshakes is a great place for all sorts of gaming fun. They offer a stay and play library with over 500 games, yummy eats like delicious milkshakes, tasty treats, and scrumptious sandwiches all made in house. And they host a board game meetup every Wednesday and Friday at 7pm. Not only does Meeples & Milkshakes have a wide variety of games to purchase in store, they also have an extensive catalogue of games available online at meeples.ca. Their easy-to-navigate web store features new arrivals and restock sections, which are being constantly updated. Looking for the new hotness? Check out their pre-order pages. That's right, there are multiple pages of pre-orders with hundreds of titles to choose from. Oh yeah, they also ship across Canada. Check out Meeples and Milkshakes and their friendly, knowledgeable staff in person at 130 Westminster Avenue West in Penticton, BC, or online at Meeples.ca.
0: Alrighty then, here we are at our final game of the episode, and what Harry Potter game are we talking about now,
1: Anne <laughs> Oh, you spoiled it. <laughs> we are going to be talking about Harry Potter. Hogwarts Battle, and this game is designed by Forrest Prusen Creative, Cammie Mandel, and Andrew Wolf. and art by Joe Van Wettering, and obviously published by The Op.
0: Very good. Uh, yes, Harry Potter Hogwarts Battle. So this is the one we've played the most recently.
1: And this is a cooperative deck-building game. I should yeah, point so we to. had
0: a, to begin with, we had a cooperative tableau-building dice chucker, and then we had a competitive worker placement. worker placement. And now we have a cooperative. Deck builder. Pure deck builder. Yeah. Um. So how does this game work? Cool. Um,
1: so you have to set the timer. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: the cool thing with this game is that it it is representing covering the entire franchise. The entire series, yeah. The whole series, all seven books or eight movies and it's um it's divided into seven segments so one or seven games seven games chapters you want to call it whatever that cover each book so you can play the first book and then you can play the second book and so forth all the way through or you can just pick one and do whatever but it's kind of designed to go one to seven, and, and it builds. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and it builds on itself as you go through. If you were to pick a random one, you'd have to go and find other random cards that you. Oh, that have. would be a nightmare. You don't <laughs> want to do that. You want to play this from one to seven. That's how you want to do this. So, how does this work? There's a main board, um, where the bulk of all the cards are going to be. There's going to be uh, where your enemies are going to be, the locations. Um, the the damage that they do to you. And then there's going to be the market of cards available to you on the uh, the right hand side of the board. There's always going to be six cards available for purchase.
1: Yeah, and they make up like spells, items, and allies.
0: Yes, I think that's it. But yeah, again, you're going to pick your uh, starting character. So <laughs> you we played
1: as so yeah you can you you can choose from four Gryffindors. so you can choose from Harry Ron Hermione and Neville
0: yes so you pick one of those characters and each one of them has a well to begin with doesn't have an ability but as you go through the game that changes
1: yeah you start you have a starting deck of 10 basic cards for your character yes exactly you start with your character
0: card a character board which is basically is your health and a place to put uh, some tokens and then you're starting deck of 10, which is slightly different depending on which character you're yeah. using. There. So
1: you're going to have like, for example, I played as Ron. So I had Pigwidgeon in my deck. You were Harry. You had Hedwig. Hedwig. And I know? had the
0: invisibility cloak. Yeah. And so
1: forth. And so I there. had um, like Bertie's every uh, Bertie bots every flavored beans. Yeah. And you know, also.
0: And so, yeah, you pick, you pick your character and you get that all ready.
1: And you open up the game one box and it's going to kind of dictate to you what you need to do. It gives you your different villains. It gives yeah. you the different location cards and it adds um, some characters to for like the um, market, I guess, as you, yes. you said, that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Um, so, you're yeah, you're going to lay out the locations in the top left part of the, the board where gen, uh, they all have three locations, I believe. Doesn't well, they, matter, they
1: have a certain, there, there will be more, but they're always labeled. So it'll be like one of three, two of three, three, of three, three of three. So, three, so you yeah. know, they're supposed to be played in a specific order. Yeah. Um, but yes.
0: And those locations are for you. It's something you need to manage because uh, as the game goes through, um, kind of like dark marks are going to get put on these locations. And if, yeah. If you get too many of them on there, you're going to basically corrupt that one location. It's going to go off the board, and then you're going to be on to your second location. And if that one gets corrupted, it's going to go on to the third one. And as you go through these, it makes things more difficult for yes. you. Um, so you don't want to do that. So that's something you need to manage. You always want to keep it on the first card if possible if for possible. the entire yeah. round. <laughs> it's usually not possible, but you're always attempting to keep it there. Because as soon as you move on to that second card... Um, it makes things way more difficult for you. (laughs) And then you, like she said, you're also going to have a, um, a stack of villains, uh, for that game, uh, sitting there and you're going to usually, well, you're going to start fighting usually one at a time early on in playing this game. But the further you go into the fourth and fifth and sixth chapters, uh, you're going to be facing more than one villain from the get go every turn. So it gets, this game really ramps up. Uh,
1: but early on, yeah, you're going to face one villain at a time. But the nice thing is the gameplay is, is the same. Like, yes, the same gameplay. So,
0: everything everything works the exact same way. Yeah. So you've and, got
1: like um, your turn order. Yes. Right? So you've got the first thing you're going to do is you reveal um, and resolve dark arts events cards. So you yeah. have these cards. Active players going to look at one, do what it says. Then you look at your villains, see if the villain has any, like, um, anything you need to do, anything that triggers, and then uh, you the do specific
0: that. specific ability that may or may not be hurting you, yeah. depending on the maybe scenario. you have
1: to get rid of cards, maybe you lose health, maybe you add control tokens to the, you know, yeah. the locations, things like that. Um, once you've done that, you then, um, then you take your turn with your Hogwarts characters. So, yeah. you have a, with your starting deck, you have 10, um, you're going to shuffle it up and you get five cards that you lay out in front of you. Yes, Your starting hand.
0: Yeah, it's your hand, but you just lay it on the table in front of you because you're not hiding anything. No, it's a cooperative game. So
1: it's totally fine to lay them flat out. out
0: You know exactly what you're working with. Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, So with that, you can, someone will give you coins so that you can purchase things from the market. Other things will give you damage so you can damage the the villains. Mm -hmm. Um, Some will give you health so you can, you know, increase your health. Um, Some
0: will remove the dark marks from the different locations. Yeah,
1: so they all do. You'll you'll basically be figuring out how you want to want to do that. You're gonna have to balance. Do I want to damage or do I want to gain oh, yes. more coins There's so that I can, decisions. you know, gain you know stronger things from the market? Um, so you'll do that, and then once you're done. You discard any cards that you haven't been able to use. Because any uh, tokens as well. Yes. You don't get to keep anything you cannot stockpile for the next round.
0: Yeah. So if you had, say, five coins available to you, but there was only cards of maybe maybe two, three, or four. Or
1: there was uh, one for eight, and you were like, oh, I'm never going to get eight coins. You can't can't keep the five. (laughs) You got to just.
0: You got to spend it to the best of your ability on what you think is the best card available to you. Just like we said, there were six always available you'll buy one you'll throw it into your discard pile uh, you'll take all the rest of your hand throw it in the discard pile and then flip over. To the
1: next then turn. you flip over five new cards so you have your, your next hand yeah so just yeah. like a regular deck building. you draw your next hand and yeah. lay it out in front of you and then it's the next player's turn and they do the same thing
0: yep they go through the same steps where they reveal the dark arts deck which is it's the villain's...
1: The villain deck, action essentially. Deck. Yeah.
0: You do some sort of event sort of thing that happens. You do whatever the current villain says on their card. And then you go through your deck and you do the things you want to
1: do. So, yeah. And then to win the round, you have to defeat all the villain cards that you have. Yep. So you have to damage them enough so that you don't have any left. And then you win immediately. Yes. Um, you lose immediately if, you, if all of the location cards get filled so let's say you had three location cards Mm -hmm. you get um you have those control tokens all get filled on the first one you get rid of that then you have the second one if those get filled you move it and then once the third one gets all full you're done um we should say you have uh and that's that's every round but then within that on your health board you start with ten health Yes. If you get down to zero health, you get stunned. You don't, stunned. Die. You don't no. die. Yeah, you get stunned. And what happens when you get stunned is you immediately lose any tokens you have. If you have damage or money tokens, mm-hmm. um, they go they go away. And then you lose half of your deck, rounded down. So if you had five cards, you would lose two of them, yep. and you would have three remaining. And then you finish playing out your hand. And then at the end of your hand, oh, then you add actually a, a control token mm-hmm. to the location. So bad news. And then. Yeah, you don't want to get stunned, but it's also not the end of the, the world. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. And then once you've done that, at the end of your turn, you go back up to 10 health. Yes. Um, you can get stunned on the other person's turn, mm-hmm. which means that um, you may be facing your turn with three cards as yeah, well or right. something like that. So. Exactly.
0: If I get stunned on your turn, I still have to discard two of my cards. Yeah. And that's the way I start my next turn. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> not good.
1: So that's that's generally how you play. Yeah. Um, you finish round one and then a game one. And then if you win, you go on to game two. If you lose, you play game and one again. One again. And, uh, and then you... So game two, you have another box. So you open up the box and there's going to be its own their own like instruction sheet which is going to tell you which cards to keep which ones to lose kind of explains it it's very actually nicely laid out it makes it very smooth um and they've got a mechanism in there where if we didn't have to do this but if you ever need to stop your game so Mm. let's say you got to the end of game four and you're like i can't play anymore i'm gonna have to put it away for a while i need my table for something else they've got Um, like place markers so that you can keep all your cards in order for where you need them. So you don't have to put everything away in their individual boxes. Um, So it's a nice way so that you can get the game going again when you be able to get it back Mm. to the table.
0: And yeah, that's, that's what you do. You keep going through those different scenarios and And it gets harder. It gets harder and And harder
1: harder. and (laughs) and harder.
0: And you open up each box and then you can get like, there's, um, there's little differences that come along too. So like you don't want to spoil anything, but there's, there's, as you open the boxes, it kind of adds to the game a little bit and changes things a little bit. And you, it, and like she said, it gets like way harder, (laughs) but you're adding more characters and you're seeing more villains and you're doing lots of different things. It's really, really cool. Um, but that's how it works. And we're not going to, tell you what happens in this i mean it plays out the movies so i mean yeah. you know that but you've seen the movies but you know. the way the game works like each time you open a box it kind of gives you a little something else so um that's how this works so theme theme does the theme lend well
1: yes very well
0: <laughs> love the theme in this deck building yes really, really, really much good.
1: more so than the house cup champion. oh yes <laughs> way
0: way way more does the theme come through theme comes right through in this one really yeah.
1: well. Um, very similar
0: to the Death Eaters Rising yes. amount of theme. Uh, yeah, they'd be about the same for me. Yeah, they, the they're both oozing in
1: theme, which is nice. So yeah, theme comes through really well. Um, artwork, uh, it's fine. Uh, I It's the same comment I have. I really wish that it would have been drawn art, but mm-hmm. it doesn't bother me as much in this one as it does in some of the other ones. But I do wish that it would have been yeah, like again, drawn it, art. Yeah, but
0: Yeah, it's, it's, again, it's marketing. Photo, it is state. what it is artwork of the characters from the movies and it is what it is but the cards are nice the 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 board is bland but the cards look good on the board yes um so the board looks good bland when all the other cards are on the board. absolutely so without the cards on it's like well it's just a big yellow sheet of cardboard but with all the cards on it looks really really good yeah um so yeah artwork's fine um components they're fine yeah, it's just pretty
1: standard, right? You got standard. your yeah, exactly. your card cardboard little chips. But then the, and the nice little um yeah the the control the control, tokens. Yeah, the little metal little metal um, control
0: heavy uh, skulls that are
1: hexagon skulls really nice. yeah. So components are
0: good. Cards are good quality. Uh, yeah, everything's fine. The tokens. the
1: thought that they put into the different game boxes yeah is really nice for
0: sure. The way that they've built this game is really well really well thought so like out. Like
1: those just little they're not really game components, but they kind of they're they're components. This is a game though that I think we
0: would sleeve um cuz we yes. we haven't sleeved it and it it needs sleeves. So we're not I just we're going to get some sleeves shuffling today. very carefully. <laughs> yeah, we've been taking care of it and shuffling carefully, but yeah. this could really use a good set of sleeves uh, as most deck builders uh, yeah. would, right?
1: Um so then the rule book, the rule book was really good. So it's interesting, actually, the rule book. So the rule book is not long; it is very short. It's yes. very quick because it gives you the basics, and then each box has its own little, its own like, little rule book that yeah, you have to read. The rules, just a little sheet. So move from
0: one to the other. But no, it's it's easy to figure out. It's it's yeah. uh, no problem. Um, so um, do we recommend this game? Um, yes, I definitely Um,
1: (laughs) do. I really, really like this game.
0: Yeah. So before we, okay, so let's, um, a good question is, so of the three games, which is your favorite?
1: Oh, I re (laughs) See, I really like Death Eaters Rising and Mm. I do really like this. I, and there, it's hard for me to say, which is my favorite because they're, those two are two very different games. Like the Death Eaters Rising is a pick up, sit down, play, put it away. Pick Mm -hmm. up, sit down, play, put it away. Whereas this is a a bit of a time commitment. Yeah. This Um, is
0: basically a seven hour game because it's like yeah seven so you, scenarios that i would say on the average first, you got about an hour
1: the first few scenarios aren't as long but then mm. the later scenarios are yeah. longer <laughs> so um and it all depends right like it all depends on if you've got um how the cards come up too yeah. because you know it can play if you have to play a scenario over again because you lose right mm. it's gonna add that time
0: but realistically on average, I think every per you could average it out and say about an hour. roughly an hour. I would say so. If you wanted to sit down and play this entirety in one day, you'd probably be looking at the 10 full, day. Hours, right? full day, Yeah. Whereas you split this up over several nights, like we did, it's great. Yeah. Right. Um. But so you you don't know if you have a favorite of these three.
1: <sighs> well, it's just hard because I love the deck building in this game, and then I but I really do love, um just i love the way the theme comes through in the death eaters rising Mm -hmm. when you're just like you're down to the wire and it's just the way that that one works so i like them both i couldn't say i couldn't say i have a favorite i like both of those two
0: the yeah they're the most easily my favorite two of the of the three but i for me hogwarts battle is is the the best for sure for me because this one um not only is this, I think, the best of the three games, but I think it's one of the best deck builders I've ever played. Um, I I love this game. I yeah. really do. I think this game is really, really good. I love I love uh, the design. I love everything about this. I love you're, how you move from one to the next. Um, you're
1: really immersed in this
0: one, like you are. which I, is
1: every time I was like, oh, come on. Like every time something mm-hmm. came up and you're like, it's just the game, Anna Marie. I know, but, like, but it's no, like, but come oh on! <laughs> like holy, now we have to deal with that. Like I started oh at ten health this round and now I'm at four. Yeah. Like, what?
0: <laughs> yeah. So this one is hands down the winner for me. I really like Death Eaters Rising and like you said, it's a great uh, pickup play, put away. But this one is is just so much fun for me. I loved oh, every yeah. minute of playing this one. Um. And it's just, it's one of the best deck builders, I think, out there. I think this system that they've made here is really good and should be uh, lent out to other deck builders. So this, yeah, it might be my favorite. This this is skyrocketed for me as one of my favorite deck builders, for sure. Certainly the best deck builder I've played in a
1: while. Yeah, Um, it's very good. I wish I'd played this sooner. Yeah, we've had this for a while and I... um. I attempted to play this before I had played a lot of deck building games and I attempted it without you. (laughs) And so where you had played more of the deck building and, um, and I was playing it with a couple of people where we didn't get together like enough. So Mm -hmm. I hadn't been able to play the full thing through before. Um, so this was definitely, uh, yeah, it was great being able to play it through and, yeah it's fantastic and it it wasn't like nothing confused me this time (laughs) because i played lots of deck builders now so Mm -hmm. it kind of made more sense but yeah and
0: so when it comes to recommending this one i
1: highly recommend this if
0: you like deck builders this game is fantastic if you like deck builders and harry potter this is a a slam Slam dunk dunk. this game is really good really 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 good highly highly recommended for me especially um well yeah I loved all. Or I shouldn't say I loved all three. I loved this game. I really liked Death is rising. rising and the House Cup was. Just I a enjoyed
1: fun House Cup game. competition. I did. Yeah. It's just it's a, a much different. It's I think it's it's tough with these two because it's on a just a different level. It's a. Yeah. It's not it's, in the same type of. Yeah.
0: Level as these. They're Death different. Games. Yeah. So, yeah, three great Harry Potter games from the Op. So we want to thank the Op for sending yeah. out the review copies. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, that was fantastic. And uh, I think that's it for this week. So you can find us on Twitter at Meeple Dungeon, YouTube, the Meeple Dungeon. Our email is themeepledungeon at gmail.com. And we've also just recently opened up an account on, uh, what's it called? Hive? Yeah,
1: Hive. I which did not like, know that. <laughs> just today, honestly. <laughs> News to me. <laughs> yeah, as
0: like earlier today, I signed up for this. It's, it's kind of like a Twitter adjacent uh, thing. Okay. So. I don't know. We'll see, we'll see about that. We do have a hive account. And it's at Meeple Dungeon, same as the Twitter account. So yeah, if you want to follow us on there, that'd be great too. And yeah, I think we're gonna run. So we will see you next week. Cheers! Have a great week, everyone. Bye-bye.